Hello. What's up, all you hitchhikers? Welcome back <clears throat> to another episode of Strange Happenings. What's happening? Uh, Mikey, Bub. Hey. How how's you doing, it going? Bub? I'm good, man. You? Yeah. So we got some good feedback from the last Strange Happenings we did, and we thought, why not? Let's do another. Yeah. So we're going to keep doing these if uh, you guys keep watching. Um, and If you and, dig it, we will build it. Yeah, and reach out to us if you guys have any strange happenings that you've witnessed or know about or articles or videos. You see any of these characters on my shirt right here, you call in, you let us know, give us a comment. It's my CryptidCon (laughs) t-shirt, baby. Uh, Dog man on there. If you just so happen to see, if you're someone that saw a UFO in Westerville. Heard about this last night. We'll we'll get into that, but... uh, We're going to touch on it. A little... Uh, but we're starting to get some information as it's unfolding, which is fun. We have uh, our buddy Disbro hit us up last night. What's up, Disbro? Disbro. Disbro is the bro. Um, and said, hey, you, uh thought I'd put this on your radar. Great stuff. Great fodder for strange happenings. How did he come across it? Uh, Reddit. Reddit? <laughs> yep. Reddit. He's a big Redditor. So, um, I yeah. used to be. I don't have the bandwidth. Well, for you're it more on it takes Twitter. A lot of time. Yeah, you're you're all in the Twitterverse right now, doing a lot of um, things. But uh, we've got some cool stuff for you guys tonight. Um, you know, this is an episode that's loose, chill. We get to talk about all the things that pop up here in the office. This is basically um, what we do, anyways. Yeah. So, so it's not well. that different than normal yeah. discourse and conversation. So that's why it's so easy. Uh, but it's also fun. Yeah. And we've had a really good time reaching out, people reaching out to us. Yeah. Um, we're trying, doing our very, very best, I think, to uh, respond to people that are oh yeah e- hitting us up. Give a like. Sending us Give links. a follow. Yeah. Um, people that have been subscribing. Throw your stuff in our stories. <laughs> we love some of this uh, crazy videos we see on Instagram. I think I saw like a giant, it looked like a fossilized crocodile. Yep. I don't know, like a 40 or 50 foot long crocodile. I mean, again, is it pareidolia? But who knows? But that was a good one. There's a lot of content out there that we come across. And so, yeah, we definitely appreciate the interaction and, uh, yeah, the likes, the retweets, the whatever. Yep. Getting a lot of love. It's all fun. Uh, you know, connecting with David. Shout out to David on Instagram. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Psychedella, Psychedelic Bodega. On Instagram, good dude, been chatting back and forth. Um, but he seems to be digging into some of our older episodes, which we've been hoping <clears throat> and have been getting some love. Do you remember uh, the Ohio Grassman and Regional Cryptids, the Giants episode? Some of those are. You remember doing those? Hmm? Do you remember doing those episodes? Um, vaguely, I, it's, I, it's like I feel like ago. I can tell I'm getting a little older, yeah. just because it I feel fun. like we used to shoot those. We'd be like researching three to four days up to it the day of getting ready to go live yeah we're still reading about it and yeah. then we would knock it off at like nine ten o'clock at night yeah and i want to do i want to get back to doing those kind of episodes those were fun they're great uh, we just can't do them that now late. propose this what happened just saying uh we do another research-based article uh episode research-based it, show it, yeah it would be fun to do the newer coley stones and that's something that we've talked about. Tell you what, after talking to Jeff about that, the newer Coley Stones, like, yep. I remember we did some work on it. I don't think we ever got to it. Or did we do a show on it's it? It's in our Mattermost thread. 
as an episode. <laughs> We've never, just, we just haven't. <clears throat> after Jeff Wilson was on and we were talking after, chatting after, yeah, and before, um, he was talking to me about the newer Coley Stones and uh, I think Wyrick and mm-hmm. all kinds, of, you know, John Wyrick. I know very little about it, but from what I heard about it, it it's worthwhile of looking into again. And yeah. You know, I mean, the story's still there, whether, you know, it's real or not, et cetera. So but, you know, we, we need have to dig. two of these cool little pamphlets here. Oh, two pamphlets. Yeah. So we have the newer Coley Stones, the history of an archaeological tragedy. <laughs> and then we have the presentation of the two stones, um, which is basically these were found by uh, Wyrick. During the summer of 1860. So Wyrick himself wrote this little journal here. Um, and I don't know if you guys can even see that. But we have sure. uh, some starter material that I've been, uh, we've been kind of collecting between Stone and myself. Um, I think one of these we got at the Serpent Mound Museum. Um, nice. <clears throat> right there on the property. But, nice. Uh, to kind of get back to some of the uh, people that have been reaching out to us. We have some new scribe- subscribers on YouTube this week. We get to do fan shout-outs? Uh, we're going to do some fan shout-outs. We get to do subscriber shout-outs, not fan shout-outs. You might not be a fan, but you subscribe, but we hope to make you a fan. If you're not a fan, what do we got to do? Yeah. We'll try to do it. Let us know. You know, Let us know what you guys want to hear about. Um, yeah. We're so far covering a lot of stuff that we're interested in, but, you know. Yeah, it's just like whatever kind of comes across our radar, this is kind of what the the – the strange happenings is this is just kind of the weekly monthly breakdown yeah the big stories the hey there was a ufo spotted in westerville last night maybe maybe not i don't know if i've heard an explanation but that's kind of what this is and then we have you know guests on when we have our actual episodes and they kind of bring their knowledge base and we get to kind of pick that's at right. them and have them give us that information that's right and uh then i think yeah the other one is just you know if we can't find that guest we come across something cool or we have, you know, a lifelong interest or something that we really want to talk about. That's when we can jump into our own shows and do our own research based shows, which, uh, yeah, could be a lot of fun. Um, but it's just been crazy. Yeah. It's been, it's fun. been crazy. Um, so yeah, new subscribers on YouTube. We, we really appreciate all of our subscribers. Um, we, we have, uh, you know, seen some growth since we've kind of rebooted the studio, which has been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, want to shout out uh, Tao Ya. Tao Ya go. hit us up in comments of one of our videos and and shared a, a, a YouTube link of uh, we're gonna sighting, get to, yeah. yeah, UFO sighting in, in a, over the Sapphire Club in Las Vegas. So yep. we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Yep. Uh, we also also have John Welsh. Thank you, John, for subscribing to our YouTube channel. Do you know he's actually from Wales? I did not know that. Well, there you go. It's probably not. I'm just joking. <laughs> well, we do have some uh, some people tuning in from England. We do uh, have Australia. some. Australia. It could be VPNs, but we'd like to believe in our hearts that we do have some people watching from <laughs> Australia, listening from Australia. Indonesia? Um, yeah. Indonesia, um, uh, New Zealand, uh, Singapore, Norway. Yep. I mean. New York, L.A. All over the U.S., Minnesota. which is wild. Yep, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we've got the uh, Ritz Cracker Billion Bear Baron, Robert Ritzman. Robert Ritzman, thank you thank for you. subscribing. Uh, Secret Mermaid stuff. I think she uh, subscribed during our Mermaids episode last I week. I want to know what that name means. Uh, well. Is that like a brand? I think she that's her channel. And from what I can tell, she ma- uh, makes uh, jewelry and artwork. That's great. That's great. 
Uh, and then we have DC Joey. Shout out DC Joey. What's happening? DC Joey. Uh, we got Nicholas Hasseltine. Yep. Hasseltine. Okay. Uh, and then Thanish Khan. Thank you, Thanish Khan, for subscribing. Uh, Jorge Molina. Thank you. What's up, Jorge? And Brian Walters. How about Which that? Which one? Brian Walters. Which one? I'm guessing. Uh, There's two of them. Yeah, I'm guessing Brian G. Brian G. Walters. Could We're going to assume J. it's Brian G. Walters. I think it's Brian G. Walters. It could be Brian J. <clears throat> Again, all of you, thank you for subscribing. We this appreciate week. it. Uh, and yeah, Bub, you want to dive into some of these things we found? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. We're not forgetting anything. No front business. I think we're good. Front I think we're house. ready to jump in. I am comfortable. Okay. I feel great. How are you? You good? I'm feeling great, dude. We're already I'm feeling we great. We can move forward. Yep. Let's let's move forward. Fired up. Um, so we had something that came on our radar during our stream with DA a little over a month ago now. And he yeah, talked for those to of us. You don't recall DA, DA, Roberts. DA Roberts, who is North American Dogman Project. Was he a representative, an affiliate, a member, director of Region Two? He's in the organization of the North American Dogman Project. If you don't know what that is, look up the North American Dogman Project and check out DA Roberts. And uh, check out give DA's you more podcast insight. on yeah. uh, Ex Machina. I was watching him last night live stream on YouTube. Yeah, he does a lot of streams on YouTube. He's got a really great Facebook group. Go check out DA, yep. but. Uh, I tuned into one of his live streams around New Year's, and he brought this up again. So yeah. it reminded me. I found it. Rang that which bell. Which is uh, the Ohio Department of Natural Resources. Did what? In 2021. This is a little old, but we didn't know about it. And we got this from DA. This is what's happening. It's <clears> happening <throat> all the time. It's so fast. Yeah. And so Ohio so Department of Natural Resources officially discussing Sasquatch. So stop. You know, wait, wait, government wait. Stop. Connected. Wait. Stop. Yep. D- go back. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Do that all over. Ohio Department of Natural Resources officially discusses Sasquatch. Gesundheit. <laughs> Sasquatch? <laughs> yes. Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> Are we there? So this is above top secret uh, website, but it's cool. They have a bunch of links here. So they have this. Uh, Which w- takes you to the Ohio mm-hmm. Department of Natural Resources Twitter page. Yep. And then here they're talking about uh, promoting this part two of four uh, Bigfoot series. So they had um, kind of like an introduction. This video, it was called Spooky Sasquatch. And then they had another four, four part series, which is the legends throughout time of Sasquatch. So, and they're not short. They're each over an hour long. And uh, I haven't watched any of them. I just finding out about it now. It said there's been a lot on my radar. mm -hmm. And uh, John Hickenbottom. If you remember John Hickenbottom. Yeah, we sat right behind. Yeah, we sat behind John Hickenbottom uh, at CryptidCon during, gosh, I want to say what, which presentation was it? But but they, yeah, so they. I think it was Mike Hanks, wasn't it? um, I'm not real sure. Sunday morning. But he got called out, and he was sitting in front of us, and um, so it there was go. okay. Yeah, great. Confirmed. And, um, so John Hickenbottom is uh, in these video series as basically a representative of Ohio Department of Natural Resources. So okay, uh, you know, guy with an official title. This is fascinating stuff, man. I mean. More and more people are becoming open, uh, more open-minded, and willing to kind of 
dig a little bit deeper question. Do you feel like it's one of those things that let's just extrapolate? I'm not going to go for a long one here, but is it to a level now that, hey, Sasquatch is becoming so prominent, so talked about. He's really back it. in the mix, right? Like, again, big time. Just a few years ago, I would have told you, you're nuts. Sasquatch is, it's, you're crazy. You weren't a believer? No, and I've never seen anything, but again, like, just enough testimonial and enough eyewitness and. You know, again, maybe it's just on a different level and we can't explain it, et cetera, but whatever. But is it getting to a tipping point that like stuff like this, they're like, you know what? Keep either, either keep hiding it or you get ahead of it. John Hickenbottom seems to think it's important. I'm just, just saying. It was a part of a five-part series. That's you what know? I'm saying. Like, But what I'm yeah. saying is have they known about it? And is it like a, either we keep hiding it or we get ahead of it? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead to get ahead? You got to get ahead to go ahead. Go right ahead. And I think that's what they did here. Yeah, they took the go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just thought we'd we'd mention that. If you guys haven't heard about this. It's uh, really interesting. Yeah, check this out. Uh, it's worth going through. We're not going to sit here and watch all the presentations, but really just really? wanted to put this on your guys's. Yeah. yeah, it's about six hours worth of content. But hey, when you run go out, check it out. You hit the end of Netflix. We'll you don't know what to do. It's a good backup, and if you really are uh, into it, it's a great uh, first choice. Yeah, and this comes from our subscriber. Yeah, yep. this next one. Tao, yeah, thank you, Tao. Yeah, yeah, for sending us this uh, this link in our. Yeah. Uh, in the comments. Now, we have the music off because we're not sure about copyright. Yeah, but, Snoop Dogg one is playing in the background. So, But we have a closed caption. If you're seeing this, in the nightclub, the bouncer is basically saying there's uh, a UFO above the nightclub. Like, he's like, whatever. So they're just kind of casually strolling out. And I was like, man, if I was in Vegas and this was happening, I would be like, this is the best light show ever. Yeah, if you're just light show ever. this bouncer is... Telling the person that's filming him, well, I guess there's a UFO over the nightclub. So you have all the bouncers, looks right. like a manager. They're all outside now, and they're looking up in the sky. And at first, we're like, okay, all these spotlights, <clears throat> you got to check it out. You just type in UFO over Sapphire LV702 in Las Vegas. We'll have this link in the description. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all these people are out in this parking lot, they're looking up at these lights. The beams of lights from from Vegas, like you said, Bub. There's always lights flashing around. This happens. The sky. The, yeah. Beams of light. It's like going fishing um, for them. Right. Maybe that's what's going on with this uh, UFO. It's like. And so hey. we thought, well, is there something up there projecting it? No. Um, well, but, it doesn't look like it, and it looks like it's a very static, non-moving. Cluster it looks like it kind of reflected lights. that time. That beam hit it. That's what I was and saying. It just kind of push back right, right there. there yes. yes yes that's what i was saying earlier mm -hmm. that's you can see when it hits the cloud right and when it actually cuts through it and hits something it, right there that again yep. yes that's weird so and there's different <clears throat> colored lights right and so you can't say it's the nightclub lights shooting up because they're not always shooting up in the same spots these never move unless there are lights we can't see on top yeah. of the building and they're shooting directly up we're but. talking about if you know the 21st century the introduction the 21st century fox searchlight productions huge <coughs> lights where they, where they have those bright uh, big giant lights. lights flashing in the intro those that's what we're You've never been about. to vegas and you those have not seen big giant yeah beam that f that shine up into the sky yeah you could stand are, in front of it and make a pizza are hitting this thing 
and it's causing this blip of white intense reflection reflected light <clears throat> oh he's playing it back in a yeah, little slow, slow motion here it feels it feels like it's on the top right corner well not corner but top right yeah and when the cloud moves a little bit you see that there's right. another light that's kind of at the top left there, there, corner there, there, of the there, video there. yeah mm -hmm. what was that and you can see how long it really is not a real long video so i, I mean have to spend too much time on yeah. this but yeah if you're listening you definitely uh check this out on youtube it's it's worth a look at i would also say um, though this is an important lesson it emptied out an entire nightclub watch this video stand in a parking lot so yeah even if it isn't real even if it turns out to be fake you know don't don't just watch something real quick like try to at least look it over a bit you know yeah give it a review I don't mean literally like give it a review of like what you think of the video. I mean like, you know, or you review the video. You can do that too. You can do that too. <laughs> Anyhow. So what's up next, bub? Oh, so this is the post last night from the Reddit uh thread in uh what 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 subthread is this in? Oh, Columbus. Columbus. Yep. Um so did anyone else see a UFO around Hilliard at 5:30 at Hilliard? We have friends that live out that way. I wonder. I'll have to hit them up. It was up in the western sky towards the sunset. In this large ball and flashed multiple times, getting about three quarters as bright as the sun before fading out and completely disappearing from the sky. So, okay. Green, right? Did I read that in there? Where's the green? Was it the West Flash mold? Never did say green. Anyhow, a couple of things to be said about this. One, and I won't put out names just because I'll have to ask them if, I, if they don't mind, but friends that came up here around Christmas... I don't know if you remember this. Did I tell you this? Mm -mm. Friends that we had that came up around Christmas that you know um, were asking us if we had seen these like bright flashing lights in the sky. Really? When, on their drive up or were they? they up were... near Dublin. Okay. Right? Or somewhere around there, I think. Or Dublin. I want to say it was around Dublin. I was like, what are you talking about? And then it was like, have you seen the lights in Wisconsin recently? Those like streaking so at first he was like he thought it was like the green flash or something. They were green flashes. So that's why I was looking at this and wondering. Because yeah. you know what the green flash is, right? As the sun goes down, if there's enough right. particulate in the air, and usually over a body of water you can see a lot easier. Just, But it's something to that effect of, you know, when it refracts through it. Yeah. Poop. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, I didn't know if that was something close to this well, that they saw around Christmas. And I don't mean the green flash. I mean... Okay, MUFON report. Someone says, did you yeah, file sure did. Yep, sure did. You know, 23, yeah. 2023 wants to bring aliens. I don't mind, to be honest. Well, uh, I mean, I hate to break your bubble, but we're kind of aliens in a certain way. I mean, unless we came out of the ground, we have to. Aliens are us from the future. Fair uh, enough. Yep, sure did. Run Consider making forest. a report on MUFON, please. Swamp gas from Venus. Saw this as well. Truly bizarre looking and immediately grabbed my attention what does that say helicopter heading towards it <clears throat> yeah is that a real thing someone writes helicopters heading towards it uh, i heard what i thought was thunder without rain clouds i'm east of columbus and was coming from the west thunder's not normal in the winter so i don't know what that's about yeah but we just had really it's rains warm in the winter, but it, it was just 60 degrees yeah it, the weather's been super super weird here it's been really strange um but yeah if Swamp gas from Venus, yeah. If anybody witnessed so. this, possibly who knows? At maybe. the Strange Road on Instagram, yeah, Probably let us best, know. Best place to uh, DMs there. Yeah, I would love to hear an account. 
So next one here is uh, Columbus Free Press article. Um, I just thought this got a lot of people right now writing about Graham Hancock and Ohio History Connection. We talked about it on this show. Um, you know, we've looked at this controversy. You have some people, Dr. William Romaine has come out and written a post about right. not agreeing with everything Graham Hancock says and, and actually believes that Serpent Mound isn't a part of this ancient apocalypse, that the the theory of the the cataclysm in his mind in certain regards doesn't hold water, um, doesn't agree with him. But okay. also in his article says that absolutely under no circumstances should anyone be banned from anywhere because of their ideas or beliefs. And if you want to have a debate, write a scientific paper against the ideas, which apparently no one has ever done. I didn't realize that. No one has actually ever written to debunk officially anything that he's ever said. They just don't debate him at all. No, they just don't debate him at all. They just take the ball and go home. They Well, they just, you know, kind of... Let's play basketball. Nope, I'm just going <clears> to <throat> take my ball and go home. Yeah, there's ways to discredit, you know, through really simple ways to discredit people before you debate their ideas. It's just like the, the one of the most age-old tricks. I mean, here's the crazy thing, you right? Know, whether They're, it's JFK people or whether it's... Uh, think how many different know. people and researchers, and they're not archaeologists per se, but think how many different people go and research all kinds of things all the time, but giving him the ability to research it and he has a television show, now that's different, right? Because what's his, what's his idea going to do? Is it... Is somebody going to go wreck the place? I don't get it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that's the whole thing I mean, about being able to d- there's discuss a lot of people that disagree, disagree and right, right, you know, Graham and other people. I mean, right. there's not everything that you know I'm on 100% board on with anybody in my entire <laughs> it's life. Just interesting to hey, anyone. this is a different perspective, right. this is new information. I don't agree with uh, anyone 100%. I don't know anyone that agrees with anybody how about 100%. We pick it apart. Right. Instead, debate him, pick him, pick it apart. Right. If it's really that dangerous, yeah. Pull it apart from every angle. Yeah. Um, his books are so well sourced. Is the issue he does uh, pull a lot of information from uh, other people's research. Yeah. Um, well, do but, you remember? Uh, remember how this slide got in here? Mm-hmm. Was it Jeff that said it? He thought it was important. Because Graham gets labeled a racist so often. Yeah, which is a head-scratcher. I mean, you can say what you want about the guy, but to call him a racist, I mean, that's just kind of silly, isn't it? It's just it's, pulling punches. Like it's, Well, in this article, they do talk about... arguing the facts or the He gives credit to the Native theory. Americans. People say that he doesn't... He He's like some alien person, which he's not. Uh, he's He gives would, credit in all of his books to advanced I would Native say that, cultures all around the planet that they were fully fully capable of doing this and it's not so if he could have made two shows right ancient apocalypse and then thereafter right i think that's what maybe trips people up too is they think all he thinks about is that it was no that's just the timeline he's focusing on because we don't know who was there well at that time it seems like something just came in and erased everything you know, it's 
and the survivors, and that's what we'll kind of get into in this yeah. article. But we can we can buzz through it here. Um, <clears throat> but basically, the headline here is denying the past. Ohio history connection under scrutiny for banning Graham Hancock from Serpent Mound. Yep, and this so, is December thirtieth of twenty twenty two. Yep, this is uh, last year. Yep. So not too long ago. Just a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, Ohio, the Ohio History Connection is being called out from across the planet after it banned internationally best-selling author and journalist Graham Hancock from filming his docu-series about ancient apocalypse at Serpent Mound in Peebles, Ohio. <clears throat> Denying Hancock from one of the world's most mysterious prehistoric effigy mounds occurred in spring of 2021, but recently came to light after Hancock. Let's just stop right there. What? A lot of the controversy with the video that surfaced from the YouTuber that went to the gate and and asked the employee. First off, you're asking the employee at what the gate. happened. That's like asking why? the cashier at sure. the McDonald's why the manager's doing what they're doing. And she's getting told from somebody the answer that she gave. So not it's trying not her. to denigrate. It. I'm just saying, like you're probably not a high up in the chain of needing to know. But she's being told that probably from I, someone. I'm just trying to lay the foundation of work, yes. and I don't want to be mean to this lady because obviously no, I no, like no, Superman no. too. Not... But <clears throat> I'm just never... saying, like it's mushroom management. Yeah. So basically, in the video, this YouTuber asks uh, what the happened? person at the front gate, "Why was Graham Hancock banned?" Do and... you take an interview, blah, blah, blah. And so, what occurred? Um, basically, their answer was that Graham Hancock wanted to ask to shut down for four days to film during the win, uh, the summer solstice of 2021. Which is not true. Absolutely not true, which reminded me. Uh, so it occurred in spring of 2021, um, which <clears throat> basically... When uh, he filmed. Yeah, so okay. he was approved originally to film originally was approved one of my points is and this is going to be just a quick rant go thinking about a production we have a little experience with production so just from the mindset of the company itn productions who produced ancient apocalypse is a big boy high level production company that doesn't play around they're not going to fly a crew and spend all this money and go to serpent mound to not shoot something Right. So they had to have had originally approval to film. The crew would never have been there. They would have never hired oh, the drone operator. I see operator. what you're saying. I see so what you're the crew, saying. Graham, you're Jeff, giving that understanding. the production yeah. is on. They've got call sheets made. Yeah. They've got freelancers booked. They've got cam ops. They've got audio guys, field mixers. They've got. You know, PAs more than likely. I don't know how big the crew was, but it was probably, you know, at least a three or four person crew with the right. producer. You probably had a, you know, director. And Graham was probably wearing multiple hats as producer and director and other things too. Um, and I never did ask Jeff how many people were on the crew. Be like the um, Rolling Stones <clears throat> showing up to play at the Newport. Right. So doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they show up to shoot in the spring of 2021, which my dumb memory and brain i thought jeff told us that it was the fall of 2021 is right. when they were actually there but um they I, I this is saying it was spring of 2021 anyways it was not during the summer solstice of 2021 they did not request for the summer solstice of 2021 graham would right. never have 
been like, oh, I'm going to take over Serpent Mound for the whole summer solstice, knowing that there's going to be ceremonies and talks and different people are going to be through that the entire time. <clears throat> so, which is... He's not that aloof. Yes. He's not going to push his way into <laughs> or, during the most busiest right. time of Serpent Mound is the summer solstice. So, production, spring of 2021, they bring all these people out to Ohio. They have guys from Cleveland, I believe, that were uh, was the drone team. And they show up to do a shoot. Okay? They get the email that they're no longer allowed to film and they're banned. They're essentially not allowed on the grounds. The crew is not allowed to film. He reads the email off in episode six in front of the site as they're literally locking the gates behind him. And that might've been closing time, but it just didn't look good. And they might've edited it that way too. You could look at the timestamp from the footage and say, this wasn't during the summer solstice when they were there. Right. Just get that too. I mean, it's not hard to prove it, you know, and he's done it. That's what I'm saying. Like if you really need evidence, like that, the time frame. But you have a lot of people that watch that video of the lady with the front gate. And you know, again, she's being told something that we, we denied him because of him wanting to shoot on the summer solstice of 2021. That's the whole he was not denied part that people that. are not understanding right. is the dates of the shoot is very, very, very important. Graham right. reading off the, the email saying that basically you're not allowing me because of who I am and what my ideas are and they yeah. don't match right. with what we know to be true, what the we bathroom. know to be true about the historical details of serpent mound or however that email was written right um it's out there you guys can check it out we've already talked about it i don't want to spend much more time on this but well here's the other interesting um, context that too is the old mark twain you know uh anecdote of you can fool somebody but it's really tough to convince them they've been fooled right so yeah it's the whole game of getting out ahead of it go ahead yeah you got otherwise even though a false narrative and, can be put out there in front of you, like and here's the it's thing. hard to get around it. <clears throat> you know, I'm again. We're just kind of on the sidelines. Like I just find it interesting of of the details <clears throat> and uh, you know the the timelines here. I thought it was important to, to point out, and I don't think anybody's really talking about that. Is I, the first I've production heard of it. you were the first would to be it important to, to realize. They're not just going to show up knowing that they're banned ahead of time. So they had to have had approval originally. Totally. And well, then we're okay, hold on. I can argue that. Approval. I can argue that. I could say we showed up and made it look like we had all this crew with us. Right. And filmed and it to make it look dramatic. At the last minute, it but seemed like. I know. But what I'm saying is you can look at, in reality television anymore, in editing world, almost everything's edited. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just my opinion. I don't know. No, no. I'm with, the, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm just trying to be the devil's of, advocate. Yeah. I don't believe it's that way that Who it knows? occurred that way. I'm just saying I see how if you're a viewer that either, A, you don't agree with Graham Hancock, you don't like him, you think he's yeah. uh, appropriating, whatever. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's could be say uh, said for a lot of instances in a lot of different arenas in history that I don't think – it's even close to that. He's trying to. I think he just genuinely wants answers. Right. And again, if he did a whole ancient apocalypse, and after the ancient apocalypse, there would be a whole section about 
the Native Americans thereafter at Serpent Mound, if that was the case. Yeah. Um, also on this article is a great quote by Jeffrey Wilson, who we had on the show a couple weeks back, who was actually on the show Ancient Apocalypse with uh, Graham Hancock because he was barred from the site. Jeffrey has a property that's adjacent to Serpent Mound, and basically he's been down there and lived there for a long time and, near it. So yeah. he took him around. Um, one of Jeff's uh, direct quotes was saying that they, and then mentioning basically the Ohio History Connection, uh, were humiliated in their academic uh, museum community after their cooperation with ancient aliens. So he said afterwards they dramatically changed their behavior by banning everyone and anything that they don't have direct control and approval over, meaning um, they have denied permits to not just Graham Hancock but to NPR, um, to two different Cincinnati network affiliates, and even um, a Native American production company for a Canadian show called Red Earth Uncovered. Jeff said he was told by Red Earth Uncovered's um, production team that they would not grant a permit to Red Earth Uncovered because they had done a prior episode um, discussing Native American oral traditions about Sasquatch. And the Ohio History Connection considered that to be paranormal, which they won't allow. So this mm -hmm. is a really wild case where he's... Jeff NPR. Beyond like, that, beyond that, you have... But a Native American group, production company, right. he those said are they the were, folks that you want to feature. Not only that, beyond that. access to... If it's in their Native American oral, oral history tradition, tradition you're saying, yes. wait a minute, you, can't have, your, you no, can't have that in your oral history. You can't history have that belief. But we can have Serpent Mound. Yeah. But you can't have this part. Who's the Ohio History Connection to say what you can and can't if you are the tribes people that... Well, they're not the tribe that I know they're not, but connected, again, but there's... I know what you're saying, yeah. You would, you would think there'd be some veneration. Some I don't respect, know. It's just... A it's, little respect. It's baffling. It's uh, really wild. Now, again, the OHC, uh, which owns Serpent Mound property, would be commended for warding off non-Native Americans who have tried to co-op Serpent Mound for their own purposes in 2012, for instance. A Scientology-like group as unite, known as uh, Unite the Collective buried an unknown number of Organites in the Serpent, hoping to reactivate it. Hmm. Organites, a combination of resin, metal shavings, and a piece of quartz, poured into a muffin tin and then hardened, are believed by New Agers to detect the measure of life energy or chi. Okay? So, yep, they've made efforts for sure to kick a watch. lot of kooky uh, folks show up there. You know, you have your fundamentalist group a couple years ago that took it over and were exercising the demons from the mound. I heard about that. I'm not, in, I'm not, like... Getting in fistfights with Native Americans and groups out there. Yeah. And, uh... They had to call the sheriff, um, and it's it's uh, so you do. You, and we've heard stories about well, people taking a spoonful of dirt yeah. from the serpent's head and eating it to absorb the energy of the serpent. Right. So, I mean, you're gonna have folks that are, and I'm not name call. I don't want to name call anybody, but you know what I'm trying to say. You're gonna have folks with certain beliefs that are extremely intense. That are going to show up from time to time, which is why they have security and um, and those things. And so, um, you know, so dude, if you go to Hollywood, there's people dressed up as uh, Batman or Spider Man. People living on the streets that really believe they're Batman or Spider Man. I've right. seen videos of Batman and Spider Man dueling it out in Hollywood. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. really? But this is Adams County, Ohio. <laughs> I That's not the point. Yeah. I, what I I'm know. saying is you can't. You can't regulate how people are going to respond to how anybody... Now, if they start hurting someone, you're not allowed to climb onto the mound and exercise the, the serpent, you know. Graham wasn't even saying anything crazy about yeah. the serpent mound, even in the episode, without filming no, no, on the no, site. No, 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 no. I'm not comparing Graham but that's what to the guy that's, that's what I'm exercising saying. the demon. That's what I'm saying. Ancient aliens did that. Ancient aliens... Dr. Bradley Lepper was on Ancient Aliens. Graham is a lot different than Ancient Aliens. He didn't come out and like just go, yep, aliens came down and built a serpent mound. He doesn't talk about aliens at That's... all. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, I, I get that the OHC basically like threw the clamps on and was like, nobody can come in the gate anymore. Mm-hmm. But like, again, if you really want to look at somebody and go crazy on them and, and say it, it twisted maybe the imagery and history of serpent mound more than anywhere and i love the show because i love to be able to think and have weird thoughts if i feel like it was ancient aliens they're the ones that really opened made the, the door OHC to stop that's how i learned about puma punku and what i'm saying is that's and again i like it i yeah. love it of course i love ancient aliens but again i like to listen into the stories when i was a young kid of like fairy tales and this and that yeah it's doesn't fun. mean it's bad for you, it's right? Like, yeah. Is everything it's aliens? A no. theory. It's not. They're it, not are saying it's. Are some things aliens? Right. Maybe. But what I'm saying is some in, weird in juxtaposition, the mm-hmm. two, like if Graham would have done his show 10 years ago, whatever it, it was, I don't think back. it would have caused as much controversy. And uh, then Ancient Aliens might have still gotten done. Yeah. It's a good point. It's I just point. think it's interesting. Yeah. I Whatever. Yep. But let's move on. Um, How about you it? You know, again, uh, this this does kind of dovetail a little bit uh, into uh, the Salon article. Our human ancestors learned to sail half a million years ago, study suggests. Now, up until very recently, I'm going to say a few years ago even, the consensus was that we were fully functional human beings as we are now, homo sapiens sapien, 200,000 years ago. These timelines are getting pushed back and back and back and back. Can I give you an analogy? I mean, it's wild. I feel like every other week there's some older hominid that they found. I have an analogy. It's the one where I was like, <laughs> when I'm 20 and I think I'm intelligent, then I get to 25 and I think I'm smart, and I look at 20 and I'm like, yeah, I'm, what an yeah, idiot. And then yeah, you get to 30 yeah, and then 20. 40, you're and like, as you wow. keep going, but what you're saying is kind of makes me think of the same thing with the history of the timeline. As this world keeps getting older, it's going to look back on itself and realize how much older it really is. As we, as a species, as long as we don't kill each other off and start the whole planet on fire, do something crazy. Yeah. There's no doubt to me that it's just going to keep getting older. I've thought that way since I was a little kid. Yeah. Well, we keep digging. We're going to find more stuff. I guarantee it. And that's kind of what's been happening here lately. Um, yeah, I mean, they, in this article, they talk about the Mediterranean, uh, places in Africa, um, you know, real quick, the imagine ancient hominids sailing the Mediterranean hundreds of thousands of years before humans, homo sapiens appeared. The idea might sound bizarre. <clears throat> we think of boats as human transportation technology, something that like the wheel, our primitive ancestors developed at the dawn of civilization, 
So the revelation that the precursor to humans, meaning a species of closely related hominids that predated us, may have invented the boat and even sailed the Mediterranean long before us is a shocking proposition. Not really to me, but... Not Yet, to me. That is exactly what new research suggests hominids across the Mediterranean see much earlier than previously thought, before even Homo sapiens first appeared, which means these ancient humans must have learned how to sail nearly half a million years ago. The study prompts a shocking reevaluation of an activity and a technology that seemed distinctly human. Um, it goes on to say. Um, and it just didn't happen just once, but multiple times. I think it's wild that uh, they're even admitting to it. And, uh, you know, with some gem- genetic evidence now, genetics is that that progresses. It's going to really crank up that speed. Like you were saying, the the older and older, they'll start tying look at, look all at police these cultures work. together. Just look at police work. We used to be like, well, if we didn't catch you red-handed, it's kind of hard get, to put it all together and unless fingerprints you're fingerprints or dental work. Sherlock Holmes. Dental work. What's that? That's not even right. considered evidence anymore, is it? No, it's like from watching the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix when they're like, yeah. we didn't have the internet. Like, no. right. <laughs> give it, just give it a little bit of time, and it's going to get so much crazier progressively, exponentially, exponentially. Right. It already is. It's already. We're at the cusp. Um, And then it says, getting the timeline right on some of these details is the major field of study because it helps shape our understanding of human evolution. New research in the journal uh, Quaternary International may shift the historical record significantly when hominids, uh, a group that includes primates, including humans and our close relatives, first started sailing the Sea of North Africa. The Aegean Sea is an arm of the Mediterranean Sea located to the east of the Greek mainland and the western coast of Turkey, and it's dotted with dozens of islands, including Rhodes and Crete. It's currently a site of contention as Greece and Turkey argue over militarizing these areas, but hundreds of thousands of years ago there's evidence that hominids, most likely Homo erectus, visited these islands, leaving behind traces of their activity in the form of tools and bones how about that how about that i also like how they say you know they even were looking all advanced. the different all the different theories of how they're like well what if they didn't come here by boat what if they walked over here when the water i think there was was there another ice age in that timeline if they had been here that long in the article does it say what why they thought they would have been able to walk uh, across but so, even yeah. when they looked at that there was still too much water Mm-hmm. To walk across it, mm-hmm. even with the height of the ice age, or you know, pulling back the seas as much as there, there right. still wasn't enough dry land that they could, you know, bipedally get themselves over there. Right, they were hunting dwarf elephants. These people that were sailing, I, yeah, dwarf elephant. I just would love to God, have that's one. So cool. They're on these islands, like little mini elephants, because they're so isolated. I mean, the Madagascar. I don't even want to think about Madagascar that. Madagascar has like some really weird, seals on tiny uh, creatures that are, you know, just distinctly de- developed, just completely isolated, like birds you never see. They're in Papua New Guinea. If you want to Papua go to New a Guinea. very diverse, yes. biodiverse ecosystem, Papua New Guinea and uh, the guy Jared Diamond, the author, wrote about, uh, wrote uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel, kind of like the evolution of mankind as we know it. And right. Guns and then germs and then steelwork and right kind of 
the buildup over time. But yeah, he loves Papua New Guinea. I don't know that I would go there. I, I think you might need a guide. I don't know for sure, and I apologize it. if I say this and they're not, but I want to say there might be, like, tribes and, like, cannibals and headhunters and shit still going on. Mm, I don't know. In that arena Modern of the day. world. Well, there's this, like, volcano in this huge caldera inside. It's dormant. It's inactive, right? It's like a valley. It's another it's ecosystem actually, that yeah. only lives inside that caldera. Yeah, that's Most so of cool. the speciation and biology that lives in there only lives in there, and then on the outside of it, it's completely different. Right. And they have tons of birds and tons of just wildlife in general. Yeah, I would love to go there. Yeah, Madagascar, Papua New Guinea, those places are just wild. Yep. And, um, but yeah, that, that you know, kind of goes into when you talk about some of these apocalypse theories and whatnot, and it's just like, say it's like the most dangerous thing ever. I mean, the, I mean, there's just so many things that support these. That civilization, yeah, a boat, but what we do don't you, think of that as advanced technology. For, for someone that's not technically a human-human as we are, they're Homo erectus, yeah. they predate us. I get that. That's pretty advanced technology. It is. So why wouldn't we have advanced technology further back into history as well? Well, I, I don't think they're... I think the reason it's so difficult is if you look at how far this is moving the marker... This article, it's like, uh, add another inch on the scale. Yeah. Graham wants to go add another couple hundred miles onto that, right? Like, it's just m- most large groups yeah. don't. What's debated is cities, civilization, like advanced culture, not just. I'm saying who uh, can deal with taking large wild chunks of information like that and being able to go, I'll follow you down. You know, get what I'm saying? These guys are only moving the goalpost a little bit. I Graham's, Graham's interpretations, which I don't disagree with all of them. Um, I like a lot of them and agree with most of them um, that I know of. I'm not a well-learned and uh, researched uh, scholar. Uh, however, I think it's just the fact that if you look at Graham's, it's older and the technology's got to be Far more significant than yeah, they build a raft to get over here to hunt talking, pygmy elephants. Right, it's way older, and way more technologically people that are building advanced. Gobekli Tepe and all these places and geometry. Yes, and yes, it, pyramid it, building culture essentially. Right, but it gets a little bit more. It's harder to swallow, right? Because it's it's a bigger pill. Well, it's a lot more there. Based off of what our technology, they're not going to have the same type of technology. Again, again, this is discussions that you and I have had round Robin for years. Yeah, <laughs> this is not new. It doesn't shock me. But again, you got to understand, there's a lot of uh, minds and individuals that maybe you you would be shocked that they wouldn't be able to handle. Discussing things like that. Well, it's coming around. Well, it's, hopefully, it's, it's all it is is a discussion. Well, I mean, I'm not saying we're right or wrong in information right now. It's just going to keep coming and coming and coming. So, yeah, if you think you it's, it's going to stop at some point, ending. it's never going to stop, and, and it's only going to get faster. Pushed back. You know, there was no Gobekli Tepe. More information is going to come out the quicker late 90s. and quicker and quicker. Uh, You're you going to have to deal with it. Everybody's going to have to deal with it. There's going to be another Gobekli Tepe. There'll yeah. be another whatever. With the advancements and all of the different technology between LiDAR, like, oh, you got a jungle, you have this, doesn't matter. LiDAR, we have LiDAR. the big one, There's is going to no, reveal. You're not going to be able to hide yeah. above ground. 
good I, I don't even know. You can't that. hide it above ground, and it even picks up depression. And yeah, it's amazing because it can strip away everything. You can strip away the vegetation. You can strip away everything that you don't want in the picture, and just ping back exactly what you want. So great! It's really wild. It's really wild. All right, want to move on to this uh, NASA NASA chief? This is a great so warns this is a China. Great article. Yeah, uh, headlines: NASA chief warns China could claim territory on the moon if it wins new space race. Which so, makes me wonder: we, no one else is going to claim territory up there if we get to the moon. We're not going to claim territory. Of How course do you, we will. I've always had this thought: How do you divvy up the moon? Uh, just like we did Antarctica. Is that what we're basically, doing going forward, basically? I'm, I'm thinking that's how it's going to work. As a work. globe? Right. But, you know, you got to be number one. You have, like, we were going, the Russians were number one, the first man in space. We were the first one on the moon. So this new space race, China's probably for sure going to beat us. I mean, they're willing to put a ton to, and it's all about winning. It's like the Olympics. You got to get, hey, I want the Olympics in our country. It's going to elevate us. And then four thousand people die in the building of the stadiums, and yeah. and you know the, all the stuff with the FIFA and the World Cup, and it's all about just that country's prestige. It lifts you up. So you know, getting to the moon—that's like the Olympics on steroids, in terms of like building countries a having a pissing moon. contest. This is like big time. For all the people that are... This is like space race, want, space race. Want power. This is really fired and are, up. And are hunting down... What's their timeline? When do they plan on landing? So we got... Um, NASA's top administrators say the U.S. is in a new space race with China and warned that Chinese could win the result of the countries claiming to own vast swaths of the moon. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson, former astronaut and Florida senator, warned that it's entirely possible that China would cordon off the most resource-rich areas of the lunar surface if they established a presence there first, uh, Politico reported Sunday. Yes, uh, it is a fact. We're in a space race, he told the outlet. And it is true that we better watch out that they don't get to the place on the moon under the guise of scientific research. And it is not beyond the realm of possibility that they say, keep out. We're here, and this is our territory. So it's a little speculative, it's but it's speculative. It's, but you know, I mean, China kind of they're getting aggressive. Um, and here it says Nelson the whole, uh, went every to the point. Superpower is aggressive. Uh, on to point to China's aggression in the South Sea in the South China Sea, where the Chinese government has routinely made claims of sovereignty over yeah. areas belonging to other countries. So yeah, um, sounds familiar with Russia and Ukraine and. Um, you know, these just, and I've talked about this so much of this is, is really like ancient land grabs and warring with this stuff's been going on for thousands of years right? in the areas, you know, the Rus people were Ukrainians. The Rus settled in, that's where Russia gets its name from. And the Rus were essentially Vikings that sailed up through the river, which basically ends up in um, uh, Ma- Moscow. Or, uh, and then, so, uh, you know, Kiev, the city, is all that's Rus people. That's Rus language. So, you know, the Russians, the Ukrainians, Belarus, 
uh, all of them were the same people. So you have all this shit's been going back forever, man. It's all still playing out. Like people don't understand the history of some of this stuff, like China and Taiwan, and you know, it, it, it's I been, don't understand a lot of the history of this stuff. But Are you it's, it me? goes back so far that it's still these ancient games, dude. These well, war yeah. games of people don't forget this that is, gets passed down generationally. Yeah. Um, so why would the moon be any different? We're gonna go. I have gonna, a lot of thoughts. There's on a this. space race to. I have a lot. They're of probably gonna this. pull uh, coltan and and whatever we need for EV vehicles. Maybe there's a bunch of what know, if there's another like there? real like space race like we need it was, like, batteries was, like, to mine space the moon. race to the moon. Uh, back was it space race to the moon or just space race to space against the Russians? Uh, space. Were we trying to get to the moon or just to outer space? I'm trying to get to the moon. That was the space race. Well, first was to the first person. Kennedy wanted to put a man on the moon. That's right. Well, because we lost Yuri Gargarian. Yeah, uh, Yuri, the the first space race. He, the the Russians beat us. How many space races have there been? Two, two basically. First man in space and the first man on the moon. So we're one and one. Yep. Yep. I would say, but I think China's space program has been killing it the last I don't know twenty years. They have. I. International space. I mean, they they get up there. I would say this. I would be surprised if China gets to the moon, which I fully expect that they could probably do it if they can do it. I would say our um, black budget that goes into a dark black hole that we never see every year on our government spending bill of I don't know what it is, billions or trillions of dollars. Yeah. If they reach the moon. And our space race looks faltering. When they get up there, they will already see us on the moon right. with a space base, with our secret space program. Yeah, absolutely. Like the breakaway civilization, you know what I mean? Like, And that's what I think about with the whole moon stuff, too. Like, Say we get up there. Anyway, you extrapolate it out. China gets there. They take their spot. We get up there. And all these – eventually, the whole world's countries get up there. Yeah. And you get to a point that you have enough – resources up there etc you can generate food whatever it is what i'm saying is at some point if from the earth to the moon the moon doesn't need the earth for anything that's an interesting point in time the moon's not that big though not the point what i'm saying is they can break away now we don't need anything from you unless it's like hey if you go (laughs) screwing around on the moon and think you're going to get away from us, we have laser weapons here on the Earth, and we will blast you because that well, moon is always facing us about. with one vantage point, right? It always it never, it always looks at us yep. the same way, right? Right. I mean, the Space Force, why, do, why, why else would we have the Space Force established if they're not going to start weaponizing space? Uh, you know, China, they get up on the moon, whoever gets up there first. Weapons are always a part of the deal. With militarizing things, no, no, is no, no, no. That's not what do. I'm saying. I'm saying to keep the breakaway civilization in line. If you were on the moon, the Earth's ability to keep them in line would be like, hey, if you think you're going to break away from us here on the Earth, we will launch weapons at you on the moon to keep you <laughs> Just in line. Blow up the moon, <laughs> bye. Yeah, not blow it up, but like we'll you know obliterate all of your supplies and resources well, because. Otherwise, it's like you get up there. Some people think there's already a breakaway civilization. I up there. wouldn't be surprised. Nazi moon not bases, even up there, but I'm Nazi saying just in general. Like, yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. There's a lot of interesting. You know, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs. Trenton Estes, what's happening, man? I see you in the chat. What's happening, Trenton? Uh, thanks for watching, man. Uh, we do appreciate it. Man, the last article that we have. Oh, that's the moon. Uh, yeah. So the next one we have representation. If there was a base up there. Yeah. That'd be so wild. Yeah. So this one is uh, China is developing new nuclear system to power the moon. Base expected to be up and running by 2028. Isn't that fascinating? Lunar Program Chief Designer says China is working on a system to address long-term high-power energy demands of the moon station. Station's basic configuration will include lander, hopper, orbiter, and a ride-on rover that will be charged with nuclear energy. Ride-on rover. Well... Just Sam Rockwell on the moon. Yep. Mining the moon. (laughs) This is two weeks in a row we brought up the movie Moon. That's never happened. Well, I'm thinking of it now. This nuclear-powered moon rider rover. Uh, So China's station at the moon's south pole will be powered, powered by nuclear energy, the chief of the lunar project said. We are now developing a new system that uses nuclear energy to address the moon station's long term high power energy demands. Dang. Like how what are they doing up there? You need a lot of power. The moon's made of helium three. Right? Okay. I don't I don't know. That's an energy source. Helium? I don't know anything about Stone? I don't know if you can verify that. Maybe I could look it up. Helium three, I think that's Well, they don't need helium. They're going they have nuke. They have nuke power. What I'm saying is I get that. I'm just saying I don't understand. Uh he did not give up technical details about the nuclear reactor being built, but previous reports said it could generate one megawatt of electricity, which is enough to power hundreds of homes for a year. Okay. Yeah. Helium three from the moon. Yeah, mining the lunar surface for helium three—that's one of the main reasons. Oh yeah, of course. We want to go to the moon. Yeah, we're going to extract everything from it. The only reach—it's—it's it's like somebody dropped a breadcrumb of resources right next to our planet, and it's always there because we can't get to anything else, right? We can get to Mars. It's going to take us a little while. The closest yeah. thing is the moon. Yep, which we haven't been back. No one's been there. Better watch out. We're going to get we out into outer space and somebody's going to throw a basket over us. We went there once and we're, we're like, gonna catch oh, us. we're good. Or twice or however many. It wasn't yeah. many times. Well. I mean. It, I was talking about this bizarre. with Stoner earlier. I'm still a, I'm a 50-50 on the moon thing. I know there's a lot of people that are ardent. You know, we went or we didn't go. But I'm kind of. Some days you can convince me we did. And some days I watch a documentary too many that just, you know. Van Allen belts and radiation and et cetera, et cetera. It's like, ah, man, it's really hard to wrap your head around thinking the capsule and the stuff and everything they did to go. Using computers that were like. Using tinker toys. A giant room. Fireworks. (laughs) Fireworks. A tin can. Yeah. And tinker toys. Yeah. We got to the moon on that. Well, this is a bit more advanced than that, but it I, wasn't I that much. Saying. I'm not. Your phone is oh, I know, a million times Computer more powerful. Wise, I mean, the engineering was pretty decent for like to be able to like the trigonometry and the, but they had to do that all with people. People basically calculated all that. Like uh, yeah, they had yeah, to yeah. hit, hit I know, the, uh, I know, and get the slingshot to be able to get back. 
Like, That's wild, dude. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but seems pretty extravagant. And energy. if we did it before, and our technology's only gotten we should better, be able to go right now. You should be able to like Uber to the moon with a freaking <laughs> you know, know starship yes. ride on. We should have a rocket or Blue Origin or all these. We should have self-sustaining free energy. I hate the word free energy, but you know th- that the technology. Dude, there's free energy everywhere. Coming? There's solar coming? energy that's free. There's well, wind energy that's free. There's water energy that's free. But hydroelectric you can only energy make everywhere. So many uh, tons of solar panels. You have to have space. That's the only problem. It's not all about that. We'll get better at that. Surface. They'll get better at that. Well, the technology is not really. There's not much further to go with solar, like being able to actually absorb the energy. This is you what we always need think. More plates, maybe. You need more surface. I agree um, now, to disagree. Can they get thinner? Can they get, uh, you know, smaller, more lightweight, stuff like that? Yes, but I don't know how much further the actual capture of energy from solar, in terms of the efficiency and processing and getting more bang for your buck. Um, from what I understand, we're we're kind of there with it. But you just need to make them smaller, lighter, efficient, uh, and more affordable. But they would have to be everywhere. So this big push for solar. Mm. I did quite a bit of research on this because I've been getting hit up to put solar panels on my house. Yeah. Because I have a great uh, south-facing. Yeah. Uh, my house is south-facing. Orientation. So, you know, we get people coming up. I've taken a couple meetings about it, and, and it's just... You know, the Obama administration was giving away money for solar. So I got, you know, probably had like three meetings. And this is just some of the things I've learned about. But right now, to put them on houses, like it's super lightweight and thin material already. You know, like 20 years right. ago when we were in high school and in, in solar power was the, the panels themselves, the material just was garbage yes solar powered calculator so big your calculator you know. would run off solar mm-hmm. that's as much power as we could get back then hey power we got papa stoner in rain. here there you Again, go you know as always if you ever need a fire way, started call neil neil yeah <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> why don't you tell i think he was afraid uh, <laughs> that we were going to pass out face first into the fire and he was <laughs> It was what the morning after leaf blower is that what you're yeah doing? the okay, morning okay, after okay. the yeah. the first night of the birthday party yeah and then the second out of Indi- uh, yeah. yeah undisclosed location around yeah Indian, like trying to get the fire going we we're trying to get breakfast <laughs> you know get some sausages get you know get, get warm the, and we're all blown on the coals out. and it's not happening and Papa Stoner comes out with a uh, leaf blower and <laughs> gotta say it was ingenious it worked right away took no time at all. It was a and hot I, fire. And I stole that. Oh, yeah. I, I do that all the time. Life though. hack. I do that all the time. Gotta steal life hacks. Leaf, leaf blower. Yeah. Um, okay, so then now we have... This is the fun one. Oh, God. This is, I think, we saved this the best for deep. last. Uh, if, you know, we still got people out there tuned in. Thank you. Um, we are saving the best for last. Um, Stone found this, and the... Headline is: Are there ancient civilizations simply unknown to us? Well, heard this theory. You know? my, heard this theory my first year of college, and I gotta say, I had never even had this thought. And when the person started going into it, I was like, "You are so crazy! God, you're starting to make sense." Yeah. <laughs> By the end of it, you're just like, again, like you just can't see that far back. Like yep. it's. 
I like this one, right? On the on the 24-hour clock. If you take all the time of the history of the world on the 24-hour time of the clock, we showed up at like what is it? 11 uh like 1 right. second before midnight. Yeah, pretty much. 1 second. If the earth was that. And that's 200 to 500,000 years. 1 second. How the hell are we supposed to know anything? Yeah, we we don't know. There's too much. much. Yeah, to say that everything is set in stone is a joke. So I like the absurdist principle. That's one of my other favorite ones. It's absurd to think we're ever going to know anything because to, to know anything we have to know everything. Yeah. But we n- nobody can know everything. You're going to have to to figure it out. That's why you have multi-disciplines. You know, multiple. collectively we yes, are going to have to understand it's a holistic everything approach. at some point, right? Like yeah. we're getting there with mathematics and we're getting you, there you geologists, archaeologists, everyone has a role. Archaeoastronomers, um, you know, mathematicians, right, but certain LIDAR roles specialists are combining now, right? Or crossing paths. Archaeoastronomy. Geology and archaeology. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, Unless you talk to Robert Schock. He, He's a geologist, he right? Right, but... His, Crossing into archaeology. His information hasn't been accepted. All I'm saying is what, <laughs> I, what, what you have the siloed vantage points, right? And then when you take somebody that's not in that vantage point, like if you're an archaeologist and you say it can only be this old, and the geologist goes, this is all I do, is yeah. rocks. Scott Walter? I'll tell you the timeline because that's my arena. Yeah. Now, if I give you a timeline that doesn't fit with your narrative... Guess yeah. what? You're wrong. Yeah. Have you seen America That's how that before? Works. Have you ever watched America before? Duh. Yeah. With Scott Walter? Yeah. Geologists are, they're so unbiased. They're just like, well, the weathering of data. this rock. Yeah. Ha- I mean, from everything I've, the tests. Uh, but that's because archaeology the, is a theory. And so whoever puts forth the theory wants to be right. Yeah. Because we don't have anybody to confirm it for us necessarily, unless we have written text or accounts or, yeah. right? Like again, now, the only of, reason we know stuff happened is because we film here's it and we thing. write it down and document it so well. Uh, the Mexican archaeology is much, much different than archaeology in America. Oh, really? Much less Ohio. Oh. Ohio, we don't really do much. Like Jeff said the other week, there's not many archaeologists even in the region. Indiana. because there's no programs. You know, there's no programs. They've so, stopped them. Now, in Mexico, much more open-minded, holistic approach. You know, when we went to Chichen Itza, man, they had guys that were actively digging with all the tourists there. They're working out there all the time. There's been two digs at Serpent Mound, maybe three. One of them, OHC, apparently didn't even fund. Dr. William Romain's dig, I don't even think they put any money towards it. This endowment money that you're sitting on is going to what? Like, let's do a dig. Let's, you know, there's ways to keep the the mound intact. Um, You know, there's several, has any of the artifacts on these digs, like how are they being, what do we know about them? From people in Ohio, that's not, you know, Putnam and some people that come into Ohio and take all the the artifacts and they end up in the Smithsonian. They end up in, uh, you know, there's British museums that have stuff from earthworks in Ohio. It's like, why don't there's we stuff. have any of there, our that's, stuff? That's everywhere. 
Um, it's true. I mean, you have the Egyptian, obviously. Egyptian uh, stuff's everywhere. We, it's like this. Everybody's stolen it's like their this. shit. It's like this. When my siblings come over, and I literally just got it back this year for Christmas. Oh, when they toys. come over and steal pictures oh. off your wall and stuff. <laughs> that's the same thing. Yeah. We're, culturally speaking, these, you know, they're, they're stealing culture across to have those pieces of it, right? Right. I think that's wild. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it should be back where it is but it happens all over so can only talk about that so it's no, just frustrating no, like the frustrations um it, you you see what like i was saying with chichen itza they found when i was there this giant megalithic foundation underneath the pyramid just that week they're like it has to so their dates get pushed back new stuff comes in all the time they the lady giving the tour said they find something every single day i believe it we haven't found anything at serpent mound we're, we're scratching the surface just cuz there's the work is not being done i'll bet it's been it's, found it's nobody being needs blocked. to know that like, it's been who found who is working on this dr you. william romaine you know there's people that have been researching and trying to it's just like it's not enough. I don't. I don't believe. Like I think we would be have a greater understanding of what was happening here, if the work was being done like it's being done in Mexico, in Peru, and other places. I mean, that's not. Um, that, yeah, that's. that's um, but not arguable. That's my I rant. Mean. That's something I was been thinking about. I wanted to get off my chest. Go but, for it. Um, so, are there any civilizations simply unknown to us? Yes. Perhaps. The best way to begin to propose the answer to that question would be to ask ourselves, what would happen if a cataclysmic event happened today? Okay, let's put ourselves in, in, we can approach it and, and actually, we don't have to look back. Let's think about right now, is what this article is proposing. Right now, if something hits our infrastructure... Uh, and basically reduces it to ruins in such an event would be our signature on the planet of uh, would be our signature on the planet of our once thriving civilization, right? Well, perhaps not. It might surprise uh, many to learn that there is a very real chance that should such a tragic end befall the human population, the next civilization in however many millions of years would very likely have no knowledge that we once existed, even if, sh- even should life begin again in only several thousand years, there is every chance that what little would be still remain of our civilization would not be understood. And by the new time new civilizations develop, our existence may be viewed as many of us view the myths of Atlantis or a global flood at some point in the not too distant past. Remember the age we put on civilizations and even earth itself for all the academic trimmings is basically guesswork and they are not forced to be 100% correct all the time. Um, before we look at some of the finds claims and theories, um, what's the possibility of civilization, perhaps even several existing on earth before ours. Let's have a look at just how quickly things would change on earth. So if everything just stopped today, we have to no, 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 no. That's not what they mean. They mean a cataclysm. Not everything just stopped, but like... If everything stopped today, while the details surrounding humanity's fictional exist- extinction would certainly alter the conditions in which it would then progress, once human life is gone, even there will be pockets of survivors. 
which we will come back to in a moment. Changes would happen really fast. Within days, for example, with no humans to monitor and keep fossil fuel power stations active, they would stop working and power around the world would disappear with it. Nuclear power stations would automatically switch into safety mode. However, around a month or so after this happens, the cooling waters will have evaporated, which will eventually lead to a huge Chernobyl-type explosion. Even such things as wind turbines would eventually cease without the maintenance required to stop and rust. They would rust in such form uh, from compromising their rotating mechanisms. So, and then it goes on to say, furthermore, the vast amounts of satellites orbiting the Earth will begin to fall back to the planet. They will burn up entering in the atmosphere and will look like falling stars. So, what would be left of those satellites? What would be left of anything that's made of metal? Anything that's made of plastic? Anything that's, I mean, you're talking so many things. If there was an advance, what would there be left in terms the stone? That's what the Lincoln Memorial would probably be still be around. The Jefferson Memorial, all those It might big, still be there, but it would be covered school, and covered it would in look forest. like crap. It would look like crap. But the big stones You wouldn't see it. it would, not like 100,000 years, but in, you know, in distant time, let's say after this is saying after 10,000 years, what would be left? The stone. 10,000 years? Do you know how quick plants grow? It'll still be there. I'm no, that's saying. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah, fine. that's the only It'll thing look that would terrible be there. and covered up. You wouldn't like see it. The Amazon, it but it's not the Amazon. It doesn't matter. You would, if you dug down deep enough, and stone you goes would through see, rock, you would see see stone. Or, uh, you would uh, have trees, remnants of something there. And you would have, I mean, Gudung Padang. If that's older than ten thousand years, which they're proposing, then the stones are there. You can see them. It's not like the stones are just gonna like completely be eaten away they're going to be there they're just going to be really covered up with tons and tons and tons of soil like what you see with a lot of mounds uh where it just gets overgrown and there's just layers and layers and layers of soil that build up yeah the forest covers it up i don't think we can comprehend ten thousand years of time of growth and it's tough that's what they're saying here or millions ten thousand years what would be left even a hint of our presence. I'm saying just the stone. I don't think anything else would be. The Statue of Liberty, 100% would be completely gone because it's made of copper. Anything metal would just completely disintegrate after, mm. I mean, probably like a few hundred years. I bet it would be completely into know. the ground. How's the statue? What do they do? They continually maintenance it and put new swatches? They do. Of- They're always working on it. Good God. Yep. Um, survivors, wow. even if we accepted there would be pockets of survivors, they would be the prey of any animals that might have also survived, Would uh, who would likely hunt them in packs. And furthermore, they would have no oh, access God, to... Oh, God, we'd be such easy prey. <laughs> yeah, we'd be done. Uh, they would have no access to any working technology. Or me- I mean, think about it. Hunter-gatherers are the ones that would survive. We're not surviving. Who well, like duh. we go to the grocery well, store duh. and get our food. We yeah. are definitely dead. I'm saying beyond but that, with the animals trying to eat you. The folks down in Brazil that yeah. are still lit the uncontacted tribes, they would likely survive. The people in the Kalahari Desert that are um, you know, still Bedouins and Yeah, but they don't have um, any idea of humanity and history at this level. They know their own history, but they don't know that global. doesn't matter. They're gonna That's survive. That's what they're saying here. They're gonna survive. That I'm not saying that doesn't matter. They might be here in a couple million years. Who knows? Maybe so, their tribe dies off. But what they're saying is, would there 
are there ancient civilizations simply unknown to us because that group died off? Okay, well, the hunter-gatherers that are in South America, they might be here and still hanging out, but they don't know that the rest of the world died off. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. So that history is gone. They don't know it. If another group that exists and comes back... Exactly. I'm just saying the people that would have survived... I'm not saying at all that they would have some recollection of what our civilization... I'm just saying they'd be able to repopulate repopulate I, the yeah. earth I, they would be the ones why would they that repopulate would, the earth if they if they survived why wouldn't they they would just continue to live on they would but why would they ever come out of the amazon if they aren't now um i i mean if they have all of a sudden massive amounts of resources and and people people still disperse uh you know i think I, that i get that but i'm saying like the Amazon's really, really deep. and I mean, there's going to be areas where people survive that I aren't get, so deep into the jungle, I but guess. But they wouldn't repopulate the earth. That's what I'm trying to say. You would have populations, which is this has happened many, many times, where the pockets of people that survive, they think that we went down to, what, 5,000 people in North America at one point, and those groups repopulated what is now South America, North America, and they, most of the time, end up dispersing over time. Populations do that. Now, because the Amazon rainforest is a little different because it's so deep and mm. isolated. Yeah. But there would be pockets of people that the catastrophe wouldn't affect just geology or whatever it is. But they're living in a more disconnected from our civilization in a, in a much simpler life. Right. Uh, you know, maybe not straight hunter gatherers, but they know how to farm. They know how to work the land. I mean, some dude in Montana could be one of those people where, he, you know, they're fair enough. If the floodwaters or whatever, the earthquake or, yeah. you know, they could be set up to a hundred percent. If you know how to hunt and fish. And um, so let's say the survivors, uh, were able to preserve technology, and that means safe survival for themselves. Perhaps some people managed to survive in underground bunkers, uh, like um, the place in Turkey. Um, bunkers or facilities, maybe if they, as much as it would be against the odds, managed to eventually resurface and find areas on the earth to begin again. That's the Hopi story. All right. The ant people yep. came and brought them underground. Maybe they came out of Darren Kuyu. Darren Kuyu type situation, sure. Could have. Um, or the Grand Canyon, the big caves that are in the Grand Canyon. Uh, the ant people came and take the Hopi and the Anasazi and, and bring them into a safe place. And when it's time to come out and the there earth has, has receded and the floods and they come back. And, uh, you know, the Hopi believe that they are the oldest people in the earth. On Earth, they're one of the original peoples uh, of Earth. So, um, the Book of the Hopi. If you guys haven't read that, it's really, really. Fun. It's like basically the Bible of the Hopi. Um, really, really cool book. You should check that out. Um, so we have. So not only does this help them perhaps build communities. Uh, wait a second. Sorry, I think I missed something. Maybe if they, as much as it was, would be against the odds. Manage to eventually resurface. Uh, not only does this help them perhaps build communities relatively quickly, 
but they would be on a pedestal above any other survivors without this advantage. Perhaps they would be the same as the royal families from antiquity, who the gods granted the right to rule over the rest of humanity. So the powerful people would emerge. Yeah, Yeah, divine rule. mm -hmm. Regardless of how it would play out, life would change, relatively speaking, in an instant. And furthermore, the world as we know it would uh, know it today would be very a very distant memory, and one that over time would become less and less relevant, even relegated to mythology and folklore. There you go. One day, the bro zone may be just for folklore. You know, our whole city, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, yeah. In ancient times, there was this city that came together with these huge, tall skyscrapers sure. at the confluence of this two rivers, the Scioto and Olentangy. Tough to and say. These, where were the skyscrapers? You know, where's everything at? This mythical city. You know, one day we're going to be that. There's not going to be much to tie us back uh, to really much of anything. Um, foundation I think it's tough for stones. people to conceive that one day that's they'll find foundation more than likely, if not inevitable. Well, to be on beyond that, one day everything will be gone. Yep, the sun's gonna blow up. <laughs> long time from now, but well, yeah, very long time. Not my, not my um, uh, purview. I like so, the uh, yeah. I mean, end of this article with the lumps of coal. Right, where was that? At? I've been. I, I think it's just at the end. To jump toward. Jump to that. Oh, it's this this part's interesting. Let me Michael read this part. Cremo effect this it. is it. Uh, so find that shouldn't be there, uh, Kyle. There it is. Stoner. Yep, there it is. So it might perhaps also answer the question as to just how long humans have walked upright on Earth. Most mainstream scientists and historians argue it to be around 200,000 years. However, there are pl- plethora of finds all over the planet that suggest these dates to be wrong. And not only just marginally in some cases, by millions of years. This is what we were just talking about. Michael Cremo. For example, we have written before of the Dropa stones discovered in China with hieroglyphic type writing and grooves in them. Initial tests state them to be between 10,000 and 12,000 years old. Those figures in terms of dating come up a lot when looking at ancient artifacts from prehistory. Coincidentally enough, that is roughly when the last ice age ended which some people believe to be uh, to have been the basis of the flood myths from around the world, which yeah. are everywhere in almost in every culture. Coincidence. Yeah, I've seen that montage. Uh, there are all seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. There are also several cases of fossils dating back over 100 million years and show human handprints and molds as well as an imprint of a human foot wearing something similar to a sandal Some cave paintings even show what looks strikingly similar to dinosaurs. Of course, mainstream history tells us that these were unknown to ancient humans. If this is the case, where did the persons responsible for such paintings see them? Such questions are all too often arrogantly shrugged off by mainstream academics. This despite of the increasing evidence and coming together of like-minded thinkers to investigate such evidence. So perhaps it's interesting to note uh, Emmanuel Vileski suffered outright attacks on both his work and character by the mainstream and reasonable thinkers. Much of his work and suggestion have since been proven to be correct, such as plant planets producing their own heat 
or high or the high temperatures of Venus. He was right about all those things. Uh, perhaps he's right about others. So we have uh, so the minerals according to them. I thought it was right underneath this. Um, oh, here we go. In 1912, in Wilburton, Oklahoma, at the Municipal Electric Plant, two employees came across a huge piece of coal that wouldn't fit into the opening of the furnace they were stocking. The coal was over 300 million years old. Imagine the workers' surprise when they began to break open the oversized chunk and an iron pot fell out. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what that exactly means. I mean, the coal around it is 300 million years old. That doesn't clearly mean the pot is... But I don't know what that means. That just, like, hurt my head. I think it means like, the pot's older than that. That's wild. I mean, th- th- that's Because just, I don't really understand the formation of coal, but I know it takes a long time. To form around an iron pot. Like, how does that... There's more examples than that. Like I said, this gets into Michael Cremo territory. And if you don't know Michael Cremo, he's the out-of-time artifact guy that uh, has some great books, Forbidden Archaeology. But um, basically a collection of stories... Not stories. I hate to say that. Let me rephrase that. It is, what does he call it? Um, oh, I can't think of the term. You'll, you'll hear it if you ever listen to one of his talks. But it's basically a composition of accounts from different researchers, geologists, anthropologists, archaeologists, whoever they are, that will come upon, like Mike's saying, a, you know, a, a pot inside a chunk of coal that that's 300 million years old doesn't make sense just doesn't fit that timeline and like you can look at it every different way and the only way to get to the conclusion is that pot got into that piece of coal somehow but how did that happen and what does that mean and obviously again if you work it out it should be that that pot went into that piece of coal before the piece of coal formed so how long did that take and how old's a piece of coal so there you have the number but like that's his entire sh- like premise in all of his presentations most of the time yeah and it's just baffling like because they're real researchers they're real scientists they are official and again not anything against graham but he's a journalist that is kind of a researcher on top of that right so he's grabbing pieces from a lot of other sources and bringing them together like a journalist does these are people actually pulling these pieces out or researching them and studying them or getting something and asked to date it and they give the date back and it's yep, you know just yep. out of bounds with the timeline um but like yeah this, he's fantastic this 10 year old boy dropped a piece of coal in his basement cracked open and a handmade bell popped out yep the coal was uh well over 300 million years old yep. in that case as well um, it just made me think while we were talking about this the guys that couldn't fit the big piece of coal in the coal furnace how hot does that coal furnace get, and would that burn up all these things? Like, what if we've just been throwing shit away for years? Yeah, it would melt that iron, maybe. I mean, if it's hot enough. It takes a... Probably not. Coal gets really hot. Yeah, and then, again... When it burns. Yeah, if it's, like, down in the coal bed. Coal band, furnace is yeah, hot. Yeah, totally. Like, that's... It's a head-scratcher. Never thought about it. Hammer and chisel found in Texas inside a one-million-year-old rock. Yeah, I've heard that story before, too. Yeah, South yeah. African miners regularly bring back strange spheres. Yeah, those uh, are crazy. Those are weird, the spheres. The little metal spheres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems like they're kind of, like, dropped. South Africa's got, like, the Adam's calendar stuff. 
Yeah. It's all going on. Like they find the spheres down there. There's that giant footprint in South Africa with uh, Michael Tellinger's very famous him yeah. standing in front of that. It's I mean, cool it picture. looks like a footprint, dude. And it's well, taller duh. than him. <laughs> but I mean, it's huge, though. He'd be like a 30, abs- 40 foot and, tall person. But the person. thing is, is it's on the side of the rock, which I'm not a, close to understanding geology on that level so how did that happen is yeah what you're like saying? it like did it lift up like like was no the idea. footprint you no know idea. laid down and then somehow it got pushed up like this because it's literally on the side of a wall no but it idea. looks like somebody just stepped in mud wet uh wet mud might have been mud at the time uh right uh, and then it got pushed up on the side like that i don't know yeah i've seen um, the i've seen the image the photo is really really wild. yeah it's bizarre michael tellinger giant footprint in stone just google that yeah check it out uh, the rock which housed and assembled these dates over to the spheres um either sod blue and of blue metal and they're hollow and full of an artificial substance what oh, oh man so mainstream history is wrong. Is there anything else down there, Kyle, that I'm missing? Talks about Hancock there. Yeah. We don't need to go into too much more about I that. mean, again, it's just reiterating his points that we obviously don't know as much as we but think I, we I do. love the out-of-place out artifact stuff. I mean, the Bat Creek Stone. But here's the thing. I love Sasquatch Ohio. stories, and I've never seen one, and nobody has any evidence. People bring this stuff as evidence. And they're yeah. like, it's right here it is. Here you go. Yeah. I will hand it to you. How are it's you explaining it? It's a like, fake. I don't get Newer it. Newer Coley Stones is a fake. The Bat oh, Creek Stone is yeah. a fake. We've the, got a lot to talk about the on Phoen- that stuff. Phoenician, the Bat Creek Stone appears to be Fe- ancient Phoenician, which is like pre-Hebraic Phoenician. Uh, the newer Coley Stones has in carvings in it that is basically the the story of the Exodus of Moza, Moses from Egypt, yeah. and it's carved in some uh, you know uh, ancient Hebrew. I don't know. So, did John Wyrick and all these guys went through that much trouble to you know fake these? And you had Freemasons going around and and I'd have digging up there. mounds and finding these weird tablets all over the place because they're Freemasons or. You know they're discredited and and wanted and there was a lot of that P.T. Barnum stuff going on, where people were faking giant stuff. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. The giant yeah, side Cardiff shit. giant turned out yeah. to be a complete fake. Maybe so you have that going on back then. Snake oil salesman. We've talked about all yeah. that before, but this is a fun one. We got to talk about yeah. a lot of different topics. If you've seen a UFO in Local Westerville, UFO, please, 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 please hit us up. If somebody's got a photo, video, hit us up with that. I would love to see either. Um, or hear your reports on it. Yeah, absolutely. Whichever you have. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you know. I think that's it's been a fun night. Anybody on YouTube? Thank you so much for hanging out. Yeah, we appreciate we, it. We very much appreciate you. Uh, and uh, again, you can find us at the Strange Road Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, the YouTube page is popping off. Yeah. Um, we've got, uh, bubs on Twitter all I'm over the Twitter. strange road, Twitter page. So, yeah. um, all the folks that have been chatting with bub on Twitter, um, you know, we want to shout out your boy. We, we would love to have, um, we're making some, Oh, at third eye seeks. Yeah. Third eye seeks. I've been following him and, and he's got some really cool, uh, personal stuff. Just his yeah. travelings and, and, you know, different, uh, 
collection of photographs and probably videos, I'm sure, from visiting all of his different ancient uh, places civilizations for yeah. a long time, he said. Yeah, for a long time. So, And connecting with uh, all the, the podcasters and different folks. Yeah, um, it's been fun. It, we... Uh, you know, have some things cooking with some some people. Yes, coming up. Yes, um, you know some some. Uh, just to, I like sitting down with people like Ross uh, this week. Ross was you know, great. People that are in it, podcasting and yeah. and kind of uh, you know in our world. So yeah, uh, I like switching it up with uh, you know those kind of guys and having guests like Jeff on. And oh so yeah, we're trying to mix it up for you guys uh, all the time. Yeah, so we hope keep you it like fresh. it. Um, anything else? What am I missing? Anything, Kyle Stoner? Bub? We're just missing Kyle. Just saying, as Kyle always, gives us a Kyle Stoner up. back there. We're going to make it all happen. <laughs> and yeah, big, big shout out to the wizard, uh, Stoner, the magical wizard, button presser behind the scenes, <laughs> and our uh, audio engineer extraordinaire. He's wearing He's a lot of hats wizard. back there, everybody. Yeah. And one, one of these days, we're going to get him on camera. We're gonna get some sound bites coming through uh, from Stoner. We're gonna, you know, we gotta find a way to I, to bring his personality. Into I feel the like, show yeah, a little. We'll, we'll get that in the works for sure. Yeah, so um, that's coming at some point. But uh, yeah, been fun. Thank you guys. We're signing. Thanks for out. watching. Strange happenings. Yeah. Uh, episode episode two. two. All right. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good night. Be good.